Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers. Mike told me to slow down when I do this. I'm going to try to do this a little bit slower than I normally do, just for Mike's sake. So welcome to episode 112 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Steve, along with three of my co-hosts and a special guest, uh, Complex, or... So do you go by Complex, Complex, or do you go like Food, then Games? Because Food, then Games, that's like, you got your priorities straight, you get your food, and then you go play games. So... And then rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat, and a couple other ah, things. If shampoo conscious person, I like it. <laughs> so complex. You, I, I started watching your stuff recently. I think I found when I was looking through the season of skulls. You posted a couple videos, and I was scrolling I through the anthem um, subreddit, and I found your videos there. Started watching them. Really appreciated the content that you produced around anthem because it seems in a day and age where people lead up their their videos with five minutes of talking before they get to it, <laughs> you get right to the chase. And you just put out really good content that's easy to digest and very informative. So I really appreciated um, that about your content. So I reached out and you, for some reason, agreed to come on our show, which is kind of still surprises me that people agree to come on the show. So we really appreciate it. So can you um, tell the internet a little bit about yourself, where they can find you, most importantly, um, so that they can watch your videos and people be, can actually know how to do the puzzles in the strongholds that get released? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I You can find me on YouTube. I do have a... Um, uh, also Twitch. I Twitch all the time. We Twitch, we YouTube, we have Twitter, Discord, all that good stuff. That's how you can generally find me. Um, I'm a massive foodie. I love video games. I especially love Bioware games. So Anthem was just always a natural thing for me to play. I love doing Anthem videos, though. So what what about okay. Anthem do you draws you in? Because I know people love Mass Effect for the the relationships, the companions, the RPG elements. So what specifically about Anthem is like, you know, calls to you and says, Hey, I gotta cover this. Well, like I originally wanted to play Anthem because I was a huge and am still a huge Mass Effect fan. I loved MEAMP. That was a Ooh. lot of fun to play, both on stream and off stream. So Anthem just kind of seemed like a natural progression from there. But once I started diving into the world, I really love the Anthem lore. Um, they've done such a good job with building up a a rich lore base that can really go a lot of different places that I'm very excited to see like what stories they craft from that. Even with something as simple as like the Cataclysm, they built up Harkin to be a really cool bad guy. Like he's not just a bad guy to be a bad guy. There's like a purpose and a story. And I'm really excited to see where that can go. Yeah, I'm excited for, for, for that same reason, because there, if you dive into the lore, if you dive into the cortex, there's some really cool stuff that they can spin off, um, and I, I hope they get a chance to do that in, in 2.0, that they get to focus on story, so that so that lore is more of a upfront and ups, um, upfront in-your-face part of the game, because I really right. enjoy it. I, I think in the current, in Anthem as we have it right now, having all that stuff behind the cortex... And not much else out there kind of does the the story team a disservice because there's some pretty amazing story in in the cortex, and I just want to see more of it. So we are mm-hmm. we're very glad that you agreed to to come on here because now we actually have an expert that can tell us um, what we're doing wrong in the strongholds. 
Um, so that'll help a lot. Um, JD, pay attention, okay? Um, but first of all, so this is episode 112. So we've been doing this for a really long time. So We, we talked been... about this last time. 112. Okay, so it's been 321 days since the launch, right? We are quickly coming up next month. Anthem will have been released for a full year, which is kind of crazy to think about because it feels like it's been out longer than that. I don't know if it's because of the ups and downs of the game that we feel like it's been a lot longer, but I'm excited to see where year two takes us because I'm guessing year two will also include um, Anthem 2.0. But at the beginning of a new year, so Devin, you had a question for all of us, and if if you want to answer it, you can. If you don't want to answer it because like making resolutions is hard for me, so... Devin posited a question for us. It's like, what? So if you have any New Year's resolutions, what are they? And Devin, we'll start with you, and then we'll jump into Anthem stuff. Yeah, so I just put, what is, you know, a New Year's resolution? So I put for me, for the month of January, I am not going to have any fast food, right? So uh, that's something I'm shooting for. I told everybody at work, and they all laughed at me, so I figured there's probably a problem there. What's, uh, (laughs) What's your definition of fast food? How, so, how much time does it take? Does it have a drive-through if so it's fast food? Anything. So yeah, I mean, if it's got a drive-through, then it's most likely fast food. I mean, I I can go like to Subway, right? That's still fast, obviously, but it's not like greasy food, you know, heavy foods, things like that, um, or food that is heavily processed, that kind of stuff. So, uh, like, if my kids really like to go to Chick Fil A. Not a sponsor, obviously we don't, you know. <laughs> but um, so, but they have great salads. So I'm like, yeah, it's fine. We can go to Chick Fil A still, you know. Um, I'll just get a salad. So, so um, you don't yeah, want to have gross with... food, is what you're saying? No, I mean, obviously, I have no problem eating Taco Bell, McDonald's, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, so I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to try. Well, for two reasons: one, because you know. I'm trying to lose some weight. And the two, to see how much money I actually waste on fast food instead of just making my food. So I'm kind of judging that, you know, based off of where it is and seeing how much money I'm wasting since this year is going to be an expensive year for technology for me. So I understand. So Complex, as a foodie, do you take umbrage with Devin, like cutting out, you know, Taco Bell or is Taco Bell off your list also? It's generally just not off it's just not on my list i don't really do a ton of fast food we actually have a rule in the house where if we're not going to go physically pick up food we don't like get takeout and i just cook far far too much for us to ever have room for takeout so unless it's like a special thing with like family but uh yeah no we don't do takeout do you do you have like i'll, I'll have to ask you after i'll ask you a food mm-hmm. question after jd goes so jd you said you want to be presbyterian are you changing religions here is that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not. Oh, that's pescatarian. That's, that's, that's different. That's different. Yeah. No. I mean, you had to um, see that coming, JD, right? <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I was. I was expected something. You know, like anytime you, anytime you try to stop eating any kind of meat, people get a little, little freaked out or like a little. Hey. But I, um, yeah. So a lot of, lot of big health things have happened in my family in the last year, and. Uh, you know, I'm a very heavy guy. I've seen um, probably the closest physical equivalent of myself just go totally downhill. So I'm going to try to go uh, pescatarian. And barring that, I'm going to completely cut out red meat. Um, make, a, make a dietary effort to lose some weight. Um, we're also going to be, well, I'm also going to, you know, do my uh, darndest to uh, uh, be the most, um, the most, uh, athletic or 
fit freelancer uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. with that little thing we got going um, on no, starting January 4th. Uh, just plugging that real quick. But um, really want to try my best to lose some weight and, uh, you know, uh, reduce the risk of quite a few things. Also, fish, fish oils, very good for preventing strokes, as I found out in the last few months. So Very cool. We that, support, we support family, you. Fish oil. We support you in this, JD. So, Mike, do you ever do you make New Year's resolutions? I I tend to not make resolutions. Um, do you make goals? I, I do. I do have goals. I do have goals uh, monthly to try year. to do stuff. Um, I'd like to be taller. So we'll see right. how, I mean, we'll see how that goes. That's huh. possible. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm. I'd. I'd like to be more thoughtful. I, and I and I try to be um, in my profession and in my life at home with kids. I try to be more thoughtful and not to be so quick to to jump to conclusions and you know give people a chance to explain themselves and and just a little bit um, more thoughtful that way. So I think I think I could could say that that would be um, one of my goals that I'm currently trying to work on now. And very cool. And yeah, I, I mean, I and there's you, also and. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you. You're welcome. You. See, I'm being thoughtful too. I'm being supportive. Great, man. I love it, dude. This is I how love you start it. This is how you start. This is how we start. This so, he is testing me. My resolutions are that we'll hit episode 130 at least before we shut this whole thing down. So, um, so with <laughs> with the new year, um, so we have a, an opportunity to, to, I guess, make a couple predictions. We've made predictions for 2.0 complex. Do you have any predictions for what's going to happen with Anthem this year with Anthem 2.0, or whether it's what other event we get after Ice Tide? Since we haven't really heard of anything coming up next, do you have any predictions for Anthem? For this year, I don't. I don't necessarily have predictions. Just like a wish list count instead, that or definitely count. Sure. So you can predict your wish um, list. So I want. I'd love to see a change to the inscription system with two point out. I have a hard time. Like a lot of people on stream were like, "Hey, what's your build and stuff like that?" And with the way the random rolls in the inscription system works, it's really hard to share a build because my you know renewed courage might do a crazy amount of damage because I got a god tier roll, but somebody else's you know maybe a trash roll so they're like that gun is trash it's like it's not trash (laughs) i just happen to have a really good roll versus you so if there's a way we can either like slot in and out different inscriptions or if we can re-rolls particular stats or something like that something to make it more viable so that way you can tell somebody this is the build that you need and then you just need to get this this and this or like a modding system or something like that yeah and i think that and, and I think that's something that the whole community wants because you're right. It's it's impossible to say this is my build. You go get it because no one else can get it. Because chances exactly. are you're gonna get you know um, resource pickup on two of your four inscriptions, and that's gonna like break your build. And it and it's terrible when you're like, oh, that gun's really good, but my gun is really bad because I have a really big pickup radius, but that doesn't really do anything for me on you know at GM three. So. Hopefully that's something that we're getting. I I can't imagine if they are working on 2.0 that their loot system is not something that they're completely rehauling because it, yeah, it would the be loot in, system has got to be. I mean, it, ha- it has to be. It would so. it'd be insane if they released 2.0 and didn't change it. So yeah, not just yeah, and like the ins- like just inscriptions overall. I'm just not a fan of random rolls. I think that that's more than anything what I've learned from the first year in Anthem is I really don't like random rolls. 
Now, I, I think I, I like random rolls in the, in the sense that it gives you excitement when you actually see something. Um, but there has to be a balance between the random and the things that you can control. Um, and, right. I, and I think Diablo strikes a pretty good balance with that, with a lot of their stuff. Because for the most part, they're legendary weapons. You know, you know what this weapon is going to do. Plus, it has a couple extra stats on top of it that, you know, gives you reason to grind. So, And for, for the amount of talk that they talked about when the game up before it was launched, they talked about Diablo 3 a ton because they never wanted to say Destiny for some reason. That was the bad word around the <laughs> studios if you mentioned Destiny. But So I'm hoping that it becomes a little bit more Diablo-esque in that sense to where, you know what, it's still going to be new, but you know that, hey, this is the item I need in order to make this build work. So uh, right. hopefully we'll get news about that. I don't know. We'll probably have to wait until EA Play of this year before we hear anything about 2.0 is my guess. That's what they did last time. They waited a whole year after revealing it at E3. And the last next time we heard anything about it was at EA Play the following year. So, all right. I so we don't have to wait that long. I... <laughs> really don't want to wait that long i mean it's so like i'm wondering though is there something that's going to come after ice tide or is it just going to be like ice tide and then wait for 2.0 like it would it would make no, sense that something happens after ice tide you know what i mean like something big yeah. happens it feels what, like what it's gonna do i don't know ice tide and season of skulls both feel filler like they're leading up to something but what i don't know so 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 my yeah, thoughts I mean, are because yeah. go ahead Devin. Well, I, like I, I wrote something down for later to talk about it, but really, I mean, both of these feel like, like you, exactly like you said, kind of like filler, which would be perfectly fine if the game was uh, successful. I mean, it's successful, right? But it's not like hugely popular like Destiny is, right? Or something like that where it's a, it's a healthy game and they're like, okay, we have these this big stuff coming later. And in between then, we're going to put off, put out these events to keep coming right. back to play uh, because right now there's just no, no idea what's coming, when it's coming. And that's kind of their, you know, based on what they've been doing is basically just dropping it on us and, and uh, not really telling us about it till afterwards. And so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's difficult. I mean, they're kind of in a bad place no matter what they do, whether they try and tell us, whether they don't tell us, people are just, you know, it's the internet. So, but uh, I mean, I it's definitely that. hard. I mean, I you you they, can they say something, out. right? Yeah, I mean, you can say right. something, but it's their choice to not to, you know, and that's what they're going with right now. And but I mean, you're going to have almost a, uh, a year of filler, you know. I mean, that's tough. When, so I, I mean, at the same time, like I get why they're not saying anything though. Yeah, at no, the I mean, same time, with the way that yeah. they handled everything at the beginning, why would you put yourself in that position? That's mm -hmm. That's working against yourself in that regard. Yeah. Well, but, but I, I think I the big thing there like... is to get it is to get it worked out to where it, you ha you're at least saying the right stuff. I mean, right. you're right at the beginning. It was it was not good, and and our pendulum has swung to the other end of things. <laughs> it went we, too far the other way. Like exactly, we need that person in the middle who's going to say, "All right, guys, Ice Tide is moving along. Here's a little bit of what's next." I mean, you don't you don't sell the farm. You don't tell us all the troubles you're having. You say this is where we want to go, um, and and you have to build that relationship back that that has been crushed since since all of their communication woes, and and most people understand that. And but I think you're right. I think that when when the community gets toxic, it's really hard to stay in, and and most 
people will opt for, okay, hands off. You guys will just get what you get. And, and I think we've kind of, exactly. And I think we've created this issue for ourselves in wanting to know what's going on, but, but still, but still a a community can't be left to, I mean, you can't just leave us to hang out and dry. I mean, there's got to be something. Yeah, I've said it. I've said it on multiple occasions, both before um, the like the what was it EA Play twenty eighteen mm-hmm. before the launch of the game and everything. Just you, like you don't have to overpromise or overhype something, and just saying something isn't necessarily hype. But you, if you don't control the narrative surrounding a game <coughs> um, in some way, shape, or form, um, it spins out of control. And that's probably one of the worst things about the the overly toxic response to Anthem is that um, it's kind of continued um, because of the radio silence um, and Bioware just doing what they're doing. Um, because the whole thing is that, like, the, the toxic people right now are going to be the de facto loudest because they're the only ones really saying anything. And it's just it, – it, it's just not building up to – anything that's as advantageous as it could be for Bioware. They don't have to say a lot. I mean, I think a lot of the toxicity has gone. Yeah. Bioware cut the fiber cable. Um, I think that a lot of the toxicity is gone just because there's not much going on. So there's not much to be toxic about. Um, I mean, there for the most part, Reddit, um, the EA forums, it seems pretty people have the desire for the game to be better. And there are a lot of people coming in. There's a lot of people asking for, Hey, how do you do this? How do you do this? There's a lot of people complaining that new people don't know how to do the puzzles in the strongholds, but that just comes with, you know, a new player base coming in. So, you know, you you can't do much about that. So I I am actually impressed with the, the amount of, there hasn't been as much toxicity as, as there was in, in the beginning, whether because their approach is working, that they're just not going to say anything. So no one has an opportunity to be toxic or just because, the only people that care are people that actually like the game now. So those are the people that have stuck around. Maybe that's what they wanted. I'm not sure, but it does suck that they're, that they're not saying anything because I, I, I really don't think that we have anything else until 2.0, everything that we've gotten so far, we knew that they were going to do the seasonal events until the end of the year. And then after that, they said, you know what, when we have something, we'll show it to you. And they, we've gotten everything that they've talked about. And I, don't know whether that's me just being like pessimistic or you know being fatalist on it but i don't think we have anything else until we hear about 2.0 because i don't know what they what they could do i mean we get a cataclysm back because so far we've had two repeat cataclysms please no and and i agree because that would be the worst idea i can't can't do calric one more time but but it also (laughs) seems like you know that was their go-to it's like we got a reskin right after the cataclysm and luckily we got the strongholds and but that's also something that was already in existence that they didn't have to build from scratch. So they didn't even redecorate or anything like they did with uh, Season of Skulls, which which either. is super weird. Um, mm-hmm. Because the tyrant that was mine, actually my first comment about it. Yeah, that that layer in the tyrant mine from Season of Skulls that at least had other things going on. But in Ice Tide, there's nothing in there. So that just makes me it, it leads me to believe that something happened during the development of Ice Tide that they were either rushed. Something happened that people had to pick up the slack and just finish it to get it out there. And that's probably why we had a lot of issues with challenges tracking because there wasn't a lot of time 
um, and they might not even have enough people to do this because a lot of people are working on 2.0 is my guess, but it just seems like there are some issues going into Ice Tide, and I don't know what they do after after this because there's no lead up to anything. Yeah. We know the Urgoth are going to come back, but the last time we had you know word about the Urgoth, and are they? I mean, do we? we do mean, we they, know that they really have to? Be. A physical Urgoth right? show up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was implied, but you know, they yeah. go whatever. We don't know what they're going to go with. I mean, that was a dream. That was a dream. You don't Mario remember two. that. It's not Mario it's not Two. That was a dream. That one, the head of the freelancers, who, by the way, kind of looks a little bit like Casey Hudson, unless he yes. made it all up, and we were in a drug-induced haze. It was you in know, a snow know. globe. Yeah, Grandmaster Adams mind. was like hundred. It was all in the mind of a two-year-old. And and I hope yeah, it was. Yeah. I just. I want there to be something. I really do. Because going from, well, from this... But you can want in one hand and... Yeah. And what else in the other hand? What else do I do with the you other can, hand? Right? You know what you can do in the other hand. No, that's... No. And, and this that's, went and real that's weird, the problem. That's, that's the state that, the, that we're in, is that we thought we were getting Urgoth, but, but I would be hard-pressed. Like, well, like I, I'm not holding my right. breath. It's, it's not... No, we, I mean, we know they recorded new stuff for story content, but we right? don't, Steve. They showed so, it up. So think earlier. about everybody that that has left since then, and okay. and just the direction that the that the game is in now. I I I don't know if we're going to get anything before 2.0, and and I don't, I don't even know what 2.0 is going to hold because but I don't think writers have left. We we have, writers have left that we know. I think. Well, we yeah, the I only. The you know, only writer like that is still there. The yeah, the only writer that I know of that left was Drew Carpishan, and he only that was left a long... Yeah, yeah. Like that he, he came in, he did his piece, completed it, and then he left. Then I'm not out. even sure what he did. But... <laughs> I'm out. Mike, no. I'm yeah. out. I'm done. So I'm Cameron, out. Cameron Dayton just recently left, and he was uh, one of the Wait, lead he writers. Did? Yeah, he's 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 Ow. gone. He's Wait, back in the what? states. So Cameron left um, last month, I think after they finished, I'm, I'm guessing the last time he worked on it, because I actually got to talk to Cameron quite a bit um, when he was still working on it, and then recently he's he, he's no longer with Bioware, so, oh, wow. so he's gone, um, a lot of the live service team has taken over, so I don't know how many, I don't, I think... Austin is leading up 2.0 because I don't think Edmonton has much to do with it. We still have a lot of the Ice Tide stories that are coming in from Karen Weeks, um, Jay Watamaniuk, and Ryan. Um, so we still have that team working on it, but I don't know who's going to be in charge of the lore going forward for 2.0. So it's very possible that things have been rewritten. I I would I would I don't think they have been because last time, you know, they were under crunch and things had to get rewritten. We ended up with Anthem 1.0 that we had. So I I don't know. I don't think they scrap they scrapped the Urgoth. That would be insane to me. I don't me think if they did. I don't think they can afford to because I think the Urgoth is if they the Urgoth could be a really big thing to like open up 2.0 or whatever else big update comes down the road. Just the Urgoth invading would be huge, especially it would be weird, especially with the paladin lore that we got, given that the paladins are what the Dominion, you know, like where the Dominion mm -hmm. came from. And considering that the Ergoth are at that border and that's where they're kind of rolling in from, it would be really weird if we got all that lore, we understood the Dominion a little bit better with Vara, with Harkin, knowing that Harkin's been up there that whole time too, on and off, knowing that the monitor was the bad guy for the original part of the story. It would just be Urgoth. It's only one sense. of the monitors, right? I mean, so right, yeah, I get the, the monitor's a distinction, not a person. 
So co complex is yes. as someone who has played um, a bunch of other Bioware games. Do you yes. kind of feel like the Dominion are going to be Anthem's version of like the of the Geth, where basically like they are primary enemies starting off, but we just really misunderstand them and what's going on with them? Or? Honestly, like it, it could go that way. They could go that way, or they could go the Cerberus way. They could go. Oh. They could really go either way what i think is really going to determine things is how much influence harkin has in the end i love how twisted harkin kind of came off right at the end where literally everything that we did in the cataclysm was an experiment for him yep. on us like oh. we are the most interesting thing to harkin in the universe right now is how it came off and i'm very very curious to see where that goes because that's almost like elusive man-esque like you can kind of see yes. the elusive man in harkin and then from there vara vara was played so badly and like your heart kind of breaks for her because i mean think about it she lost her brother yep. and and then like i made this argument in my um in one of the lore videos i did recently where i think that what vara was doing was almost trying to teleport the dominion to somewhere else safer from the argoth invasion yeah it definitely so, seemed like, that's like what the cataclysm was like it was meant to be a haven for the dominion it definitely seemed like Vara had was more like rescue her people instead of Harkin is just like let's uh -huh. use people as guinea pigs because I don't even I don't even think Harkin is like I don't know at at the end cut scene of the Cataclysm when he's just walking around Fort Tarsus and no one seems to even notice him it makes you wonder like if he's even there if he's invisible I don't know it's really weird because like Harkin is the most interesting villain that we have just because there's so many questions around him. But that's got to be, like, between Vara and, um, I forget the monitor's name, but that's got to be some weird, like, Aramis. family reunions. Aramis, yeah. Like, going to, like, dinner over at your parents' house with Vara and Aramis, like, hanging out, that's got to be really weird. But, um... Uh, yeah, I don't even know if the parents are in the picture anymore, to be honest. Like, yeah. I think they um, moved past that. But but I also don't think, JD, the, the Dominion are like, oh, they're good people all the time. They like, they straight up, like, raised a bunch of cities and just, like, no, a bunch of people. And they make fury, that's, so... That's not that's not what the geth are either like the whole thing is that the way how they usually do it is that like enemies are complicated there's good and bad there's people. multiple factions like sides to every yeah. person yeah and so like you know i'm not gonna go into full here but the whole thing is that like it's just that we don't fully understand it and just blanket well blanketly assuming that they are all our enemies and they are all threats they are all the same kind of dumb so. Yeah, that that wouldn't be like you can also see that though, like in Dragon Age with the Templars, like in yeah. DQ, they really pushed hard that like Templars are quote unquote evil but then when you really start to dissect the story and you start to see the other sides and then especially in DAI when you get to know Cullen and some other like mm -hmm. ex-Templars stuff like that, you see like, oh there is a whole other side to this story that we never learned and now that I do, I'm looking at DA2 completely differently, so Or just look at all of Logan. Like, right, like Luke, there's a lot to Logan in there. Like, we're not, yeah, no, 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 sorry for an entirely different another, but, another time. But, another time. <laughs> so I feel like with the Dominion, especially the fact that they resonate from the Paladins, I'd be very, yeah. very, very interested to see if maybe one day we get an offshoot from the Dominion that's more harkened to the Paladins, or maybe the Paladins still exist and we just don't know it. That yeah, would I, be really interesting. I, I would think that the Paladins wouldn't really have much to do with the Dominion in their current state just because it seems like they. There had to be some crazy divergence somewhere in their history in that 500 years that the paladins are like, yeah, I don't think we're going to go murder people and just start activating relics. So 
And I would like to see that. I wish we had more of it because right now the Dominion are just like, hey, we're the enemy. We shoot you whenever we see you. And we're yeah. the bad guys because we're doing weird experiments. If they were, if there was more depth to that story, it would, it would be nice to see that. But currently yeah, in, but the, in the lore that we have is just, yeah, eh, we're the bad guys. Yeah. And we are the experiment. Yeah. I, I, feel, yeah. I feel like it's almost a given that it's going to be a lot more complicated than they're just the bad guys because that's, that's just the way how Bioware rolls. Yeah, so. it's surface level, and then all of a sudden you get dropped with this bomb, and you're like, oh, okay, well, there we yeah. are. But now I, we're here. Yeah. As, as, so an outsider, as an outsider yeah. that doesn't have much Bioware baggage, I don't know if this is the same Bioware that was able to do that with the other games, because it seems like Anthem is mm-hmm. such a different beast compared but to everything else that they've done. But it still has a lot of the same done. writers. Well, the, I mean, and that, not and a bunch fine, of them, but they're there. But, but writers and time and deadlines, I well, mean... everybody changes and evolves as they grow, but yeah. I don't know if we would have gotten all that paladin lore if they weren't the same, or at least had the... I don't know if they were the same, but the potential to be the yeah. same. Like, it, I mean, that whole set of paladin lore from Season of Skulls was gut-wrenching in a lot of ways but also gave a greater understanding of what happened after helena tarsus died and everything like that so like if they and like everything that we learned from the bard through those trials like there's a lot there even the um the mad prophet showed that there's still like pieces of that bioware so if they can rein that in and bring that back and, and, I, and I think I mean, that delivered in a different way than just, you know, written text. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. there you can definitely, I don't know. And this might just be me looking <laughs> what are you too trying far to say, into Steve? it. I'll tell you what I'm trying to say. Um, because, you know, like lore wise, like it's my jam. I love it. But it, there seems to be a point in when you're reading the lore where you're like, okay, this is going somewhere. And then a lot of the lore just stops. And then we get like notes about you know how much cargo was on this Strider when it down when it went down and and that stuff is cool learning about the daily life of people that live in Bastion, but like even even the text like the text we were able to translate from from the beta right we got the beta we wrote a cipher all the in game text was able to, we translated the notes so that we it actually read something from Latin into English yeah and then with the new with a cataclysm that stopped. Like all of a sudden, none of that text translated anymore, and it, and it, so was it like okay? Is are we are we saving resources in the team and not focusing on stuff like this anymore? Is the lore going? You know, taking a back seat to fixing the game, and unfortunately, I mean, it would make sense though that if that's what it is, if the the lore is taking a back seat for the moment. I mean, you've got to save the game because you need a bigger player base in order to support the fact that you want to write more lore right. and more stories. You don't have a player base, but like. Way back when, when they were still doing Twitch streams, um, they invoked, like, I forget who, was it Ben Irving or something like that? Like, somebody, or when they had, like, some of the other devs on, they had mentioned, like, they they have changes that they want to make, but they can't just go from point A to point B, that they have to do the stuff in, like, increments or whatever. Almost alluding to the fact that, like, yes, they know, like, the loot system is broke AF, but they can't just (laughs) change it. Like well, they had to, yeah. like they, they have to do other things, alluding to the fact that there is that kind of like big 2.0 something coming. So hopefully that is actually true. Because yeah. I mean, well, they haven't confirmed anything. So yeah. their biggest problem is the game engine that they're using, and with all the tools and everything else, it's just. I mean, it makes a real nice looking game, but it's not meant for what they were trying to do. I mean, it was built to do first person shooters, you know, to do battlefield games and. They've struggled, you know, and then also it doesn't help when they, 
EA takes all your good developers <clears throat> that have experience with the engine and puts them on FIFA, their moneymaker, <laughs> when they switch to everybody to using the same engine. But uh, I think, you know, that's a that's a huge problem or, and a huge part of their problem was getting uh, over the problems with the game engine and just and having it, to build all the tools internally to into the actual game engine on how to do that how to do the things that you know are just commonplace and already there in in like Unreal Engine 4 or Unity you know and and, and that's why <coughs> most likely 2.0 is going to be a brand new game it's not even going to be we're going to have Anthem as we have it now and 2.0 will be something brand new that's my guess because we, with all the issues that they had during the challenges not being able to update them trying to patch them and then breaking that sounds like back end code issues that you know, if you yeah. can't update this to change it, you're gonna have to. You kind of, kind of have to start over. So, anyway, um, let's talk about the scar mine <laughs> because, as much as I <laughs> want to talk about the lore, it just depresses me because I want so much more. I want a paladin javelin. Why do we not have that? And I don't think we're ever gonna get it. Unfortunately, I just want a paladin. I want a sword. Really, is what I want from this game. If Hel- if Helena Tarsus had a sword and she could wield it, there. doesn't the ranger have a sword? No, he's he got, got a mace. He got a shock mace. And then Vera had a spear. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mace. Yeah, Vara yeah, Vara had a spear. Well yeah. yeah. She did. She was they had they were like the they were the wings or whatever. They had the spear. So Complex, you did a great write up on the scar mine. That was the um Thank you. The stronghold that we had previously. This week we went back to the Heart of Rage. Um, do you want to hit some like quick highlights on finishing those extra puzzles that people might not know about if they are coming to the game for the first time? Maybe they got it for Christmas because they got it on sale. But what are some of those challenges that are like, hey, if I'm running the Scar Mine for the first time, what should I be looking out for? So are we talking Heart of Rage or Tyrant Mine? Let's go Tyrant Mine, then let's go Heart of Rage. Just because I, so- I imagine... Ty- um, Tyrant Mine will come back in rotation yeah, again. So Tyrant Mine is a beast. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's probably my it was my least favorite out of all three that we've had so far. It, there's so much verticality. It is so easy to miss the plushies. Like that is bar none. And that the plushies kind of depend on getting that 16x multiplier. If you don't get all three plushies plus the last one at the end, you're not gonna get to 16x at the end. So and so are they are they always in the same location the plushies or no, they're they like move. a they move like some people have said that they're like there are five spots for the plushies I don't know if there's actually five if there are more or less but you've got to look they're like hidden though like hidden we found once it was like tucked away in a back wall in between two boxes where like somebody got stuck in our squad and found it on accident oh. like literally yes. like you like if you can't find it. It is there. You just have to look. So any room that will spawn the um, the mini boss, which you'll know a room's going to spawn a mini boss with the bonus multiplier. Anything that has that will have the plushie, and that's that's the key. So and then it's knowing the right order to do things. You want to do mini boss, finish the event, then get the plushie, because otherwise you're going to not be maximizing your time to the best of your ability, kind of thing. And and yet, as you get those, then you get to see the Gravit King, or I guess it's not. Is it the Gravit King? Grabbit. The Golden Gravit. Golden Gravit. Um, uh, kind of close, and we had the Gravit King, which yep. oddly enough, I kind of think that that's probably eventually we're going to find out that's a bedtime story or something like you, that. You think Vara. so? That there's going to be something I more with a, the. I think that like like for the Cataclysm, I think a lot of the things that we learned from Vara were almost like parts of her memory. So I think Kellert Castle was 
I something from a childhood story. And I think the Gravit King was also something from like a childhood story or something like that. Because I think in order to build the cataclysm, it pulled on like subconscious, very emotional memories and stuff like that. And that's how we got those. So I can dig it. Interesting. I can dig it. So so is there so the tyrant mine, it doesn't have a a symbol matching puzzle like the Heart of Rage or No, um... that, well that one had um the my least favorite puzzle, which was like you have to get everything lit up blue at the bottom of like the last area almost right before you hit um where the golden grabbit will spawn. It's one of those things where like you step on it and I showed it in the video. Uh when you step on it, the tiles adjacent to it horizontally and vertically will change to the opposite color of what they are so you basically just have to keep stepping on them until you get them all like the blue color we saw that puzzle a lot in da2 there was a couple different instances of it dai had that for oh gosh something else but yeah like they're they're very fond of that puzzle so so what do you think about the puzzles that they've added in do you think it adds to the strongholds do you think it takes away and it's just kind of a time sink what what's your opinion on the puzzles I like in theory, in theory, I very much like these puzzles because I feel like they're a lot more solo and individual player friendly, like in theory, because a lot of people I think came into Anthem having been previous Bioware fans where we're all used to playing like MEAMP or ME3MP or DAIMP where we don't need to like kind of depend on our team as like coordinating wise, like everybody knew their job. If it was a defend of this, you defended it. If it was a, you know, disarm this you disarmed it and then there were like the waves of enemies stuff like that so the cataclysm was a bit of a culture shock in that there wasn't really enough of that like self-sufficiency stuff and a lot of it was like dependent on you talking to each other and i feel like with this season of ice tide they tried to make it more what we used to have but these puzzles people don't know that they exist and then past it but the people that do know that it exists (laughs) get frustrated because they're like i need these points and it the answer is private lobbies we need private lobbies (laughs) more than anything anthem needs a private lobby like we could do that (laughs) in an me3 me amp we you could go in and do a private match you could try to solo a platinum match in me3 mp and people had succeeded like if i want to do that in anthem in a stronghold i should have the opportunity to try to solo a gm3 stronghold and and you know you you say in that complex it's just you know it makes me realize that the people that are still playing the game, it seems like we all want the same thing. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. games, we, we really, you know, the player base will diverge between, no, we want this. No, we want it like this. But it seems like anyone we talk to, we all hit on the same points. Fix the loot system. Give us private lobbies. You know, give us more lore. So it's like, it just makes me feel good. It's like, okay, I think we're all hitting on the same wavelength here. It's not just us. It, it's not yeah, just no, no, us. You're not, you're not crazy, I promise. There's a lot of us that want to just... Like, you know, and it would make things a lot easier, too, especially people going for score or just going for loot runs or what have you. Like, you should be able to queue up for pubs or you should just be able to go in solo. It's almost like you're playing the same game that I'm playing. What is this? Wait, what? <laughs> what? what? Oh yeah, I, was, what? I was playing earlier today and twice, two times in a row, Heart of Rage. I was doing the puzzle. It's not really a puzzle, but just putting in the uh, echoes mm-hmm. after the Titan. And twice the randoms were just taking them out of the the spots and putting them <laughs> over and just taking them away and dropping them off like regular. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Nice. Like, in theory, though, that puzzle to spawn the mini boss is 
individual like solo player i'm playing in a pub group friendly because other people can be just killing everything and then you can go off la di da and like pick up you know what i mean what you need and like put it in yeah. and then boom so in theory it should work theory, it's just it should work but yeah. when they this just like take them out after you put them in every time and then you i turn around i'm like what the crap well, yeah, they're all gone yeah <laughs> well it's a it's a communication problem to the player right because it says zero of 12 yeah. echoes delivered so normal right. players read that and say i have to deliver these this other person's putting them in these over in these other things and nothing's happening right so unless you're in the know then it's just there there's always been a communication problem for what do you want us to do in this certain instance and i don't know how they figured out i mean private private lobbies is I mean, something that would be the easiest private solution private lobbies would solve a lot of problems yeah. quickly all or, the hardcore players would be able to you know objective you know yeah, and and unfortunately, they don't tell you, you know, what the bonus objectives are. Most people don't even know you can spawn bonus bosses unless they go find a video. And most people, unfortunately, aren't looking for videos. But Mike, They're just running it like a regular, you know, it's yeah. just good to go. Mike, do you think do you think the puzzles are challenging, or do you think they add anything into the strongholds? I think that the puzzles are out of place in strongholds. No, I, I think that. I think that they're fine in the Cataclysm because that's what the Cataclysm was built for. Um, just like Devin said earlier, the the players are linear. I feel, and and if it says put the echoes in the thing, then we're gonna put the echoes in the thing because we've done that before. It becomes it becomes yeah, just but... what you do. Yeah. So so I think I think in order for the puzzles to be more effective. They have to be put in events that are puzzle specific. I I don't think that adding them to an existing encounter um, was the way that they should have done it, especially in a part where where the the echoes already had something to do in that arena. They needed to go to a thing. Now, if you put echoes somewhere else. Um, so thinking of Heart of Rage, at the beginning, um, right after you cross the canyon and get to that first encounter area, yeah. put some echo chambers there and have that do something. Because nothing like that exists there. But when the but when you're spawning the Furies, uh, unless you're talking, unless all four of you know what are, what's going on, then yeah, you're going to either have that one player that's like, nope, these go here, got to get them there. You know, especially if you're if your team's just trying to go for a speed run, and and I think the point is is that there's too many moving parts for puzzles to be there. So my fix, if it were up to me, I would say, guys, we need to we need to create these new levels, these new encounters where these puzzles can be more effective versus putting them in the stronghold. I mean, we can make the stronghold ice tide friendly by decorating it skinning it um you know doing doing some other things <laughs> pardon me um but but i don't think i don't think they're as effective as they could be where they are because yeah. because i would really love for something like this to be in free play to where you are going out and you're just doing your dailies and you come across one of these tiles and you're like oh there's a tile here what do i have to do with this you know, it kind of oh, leads yeah. you, and it gives you your own time. Because generally, there's four people in free play, but you're off doing your own thing. So it gives you time to explore. You don't have a clock that's saying, hey, do this now, do this now. It kind of just feels like, oh, there's a puzzle in the world. Now i got to go figure out what to do with it. 
So that seems like that would be yeah. a perfect place for that to happen. I don't I don't even know if that's something that they could do, honestly, I, the way I, the I, game currently is. I do kind of feel like, um, especially given how fun Anthem's gameplay, like combat actually is, uh, like I do kind of feel like certain puzzles are just wildly out of place in uh like fights. Like, yep. like it's just like the whole thing is that like one of Anthem well, Anthem's greatest strengths is how fun the combat gameplay is. Like the flying, the combat, how great that is, how great that feels. And then when you throw in a puzzle that actively forces you to um stop the natural flow of combat to do this like weird puzzle like they're very they can be very interesting puzzles like in like a non-combat situation but i just feel like it actually like certain types of their puzzles um are a little bit counterintuitive to one of their best assets uh in terms of the quality of the game if that makes sense nope no it does i mean the thing is though the anthem community for a long time has been asking for a horde mode yes like and that's the thing though once again like i hate repeating myself but i'm gonna do it coming from like meamp and me3mp where a lot of it horde mode and it was entirely enjoyable because mea despite its flaws which i love that game but it did of course have its flaws yes it has incredible combat the combat felt so so good and the different load orders that you could do in the multiplayer felt phenomenal and I just wish Anthem had these tight maps with that style of mission. So then that way you could get in, get out, and not spend too long. The other thing is the strongholds just take a long time, especially these seasonal ones. Like, we don't have that in the middle. Like, um, like Destiny has, like, their raids, and then they have their strikes, and then they have their, like, f- equivalent of, like, free play stuff. We don't have that in the middle strike. Thing, you know what i mean like it just mm-hmm. everything takes a long time which then i don't blame people for speed running stuff because like who wants to spend 20 minutes to a half hour 45 minutes even doing yeah. one run of a stronghold that you know like the back of your hand just to get a few extra crystals right well and and you have to and a players players are trying to min max their time and saying i've got to do this run x amount of times to even get something good and right. and it's that payoff, it's that that cost, that um, investment time ratio that that yeah, let's just go through it and get it done. I don't care if these echoes go here. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. finish the encounter. Hopefully the chest is good at the end. If not, I'm gonna have to start again. Or if not, you still got the crystal, so I'm gonna go spend them at Herschel's mm-hmm. store anyway. So if yeah. why yeah. spend an extra ten minutes to get maybe an extra two three hundred crystals when I could instead cut this time in half, rinse and repeat, and then get triple the amount word and 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 speaking of time so complex i told you we do this for 45 minutes we've gone a little bit over are you okay do you need to go or do you no i'm good i'm good for a little bit longer okay very cool i wanted to to respect your time and not suck you into two hours of us talking about anyway um so one of the other (laughs) things that i wanted to touch on because there there has been rumor and speculation that there are two challenges that are question marked out and whoever's banging on that keyboard like just take it easy on the keyboard it'll be okay um there are two challenges that, that are question not me for the record <laughs> uh, there are two question uh challenges that are question marked out right now that there's been speculation in data mine 
Um, so Chaos Prime from YouTube, friend of the show, has said that he speculates that these are for getting the the puzzles, so the match game puzzle and the um, the puzzle in Tyrant Mine. I don't even know what you would call that puzzle. It's just another put this thing randomly in this place and get it right. Speculates that if you get this right um, randomly the first time, like perfect without messing up, then it unlocks a challenge. I think that's an insane idea, and if any developer like were to create something like that as a challenge, I would, cry. would yeah, like <laughs> I mean, because the the chances of you getting that correct are seem astronomical to me. So I hope it's not that. So complex, you think it's tied to um, the I tyrant think it's tied mind? To tyrant mind, yeah, because like there's nothing for tyrant mind right now in the challenges. And when we first loaded in day one for ice tide, there was one challenge that was like complete the three like initial strongholds and it listed the three that we already have nothing about tyrant mine ever so my speculation is that it's going to be tyrant mine related it's just whatever the obligatory here complete it get 500 crystals kind of challenges unless they completely scrap tyrant mine yeah so i'm I'm of the same mind but i also think that they weren't done with putting anything into tyrant mine but we had it on bts I, uh, yeah, I mean, they they threw something together and it wasn't working. I but... think that the PTS was, I mean, my guess after having played the other threes, they probably thought Tyrant Mine was too easy. And now they're reworking. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's Tyrant that's what my, frustrating. yeah, it's like, okay, we have to redo this. And so we're going to put the other ones in and we're going to work on it. And then we'll eventually put those in. And so I'm guessing there'll probably be another update before the event's over uh, <laughs> to include Whatever they're doing for Tyrant Mind. That's, you know, my guess. I mean, yeah. that, I, that's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. So I, I also want to ask you guys, um, what do you think about the cheating that is... I, I don't know if I should even say cheating. Let's call it exploiting, right? Because cheating, cheating Exploit. makes it, it sound exploited. a lot worse. So you're, people are exploiting um, vulnerabilities in the maps and able to skip certain sections to get gold orbs earlier than come back and they're able to kill enemies and get higher points um, for the leaderboards. So Bioware hasn't said anything about people that have been doing this. Um, I mean, this this happened in the Cataclysm. There are exploits yeah, that you could do new. fighting Vara. There, and, you know, that extended into um, Season of Skulls and now it's here on Ice Tide. Um, I guess my big question is, do you guys even care that this is happening? Does anyone care about the top spots? In the leaderboards? No. No. I don't think any of us on this show <laughs> I'm sure some people do. Are so working does. for the leaderboards, but definitely people, yeah. some, a small, very small, minute group care. I think it, this is a symptom of the community being bored, though. If we're, if we're getting up, like, as a community, if they're getting up in arms over the fact that, um, you know, like, there's this going on, the people are exploiting glitches, that just means the community's bored, in my mind. It's not necessarily the glitches it's that there's nothing more to care about than the fact that somebody's glitching to get top of the leaderboard because we're bored and there's no sanctity in having like you know oh i got the top spot this is like look at this awesome rewards trophy that i was given right because i can see like right because destiny 2 i mean getting worlds first in a raid or even in world of warcraft i'm like you know getting server first like that's huge you have teams of people staying up you know days sometimes trying to get these things done how many people? Like teams of people, Mike. And um, <laughs> so there are dozens I mean, of us. That, and that's dozens. a pretty big deal. And I, I wish Anthem had something like that. I hope in the future in, two po- in 2.0, there are races for world's first on these things. Whether it's, 
you know, to get a leaderboard or to get a stronghold done. I don't know. I hope there's something like that that the community gets excited about. Because people that are, you know, grinding and getting like 15 million or whatever or glitching through the map, it's like, I don't care that much. I do, I, I'm personally not interested anything. in chasing um, number one. You know, the crystals that I don't even spend anymore because what's the point of spending crystals, I guess? Like, all of our stuff is going to be reset when 2.0 comes, so does our power level even matter anymore? Like, it, it all just seems like a, a moot point to me right now to even be chasing gear just because it doesn't feel like there's going to be anything after this. It's like, why am I chasing this gear? It, I'm actually hoarding gear, though, because I don't know what they're going to do. So what if they allow us to start yeah. pulling out inscriptions from other things and putting yeah. them into... The current things or what if they allow us to like Ooh. turn in certain things and like re-roll them or like what if you could turn a weapon into serena and like get something for it or something like that so i'm like i hate hoarding <laughs> things i hate 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 my inventory being over 250 but my inventory is sitting at 300 right now because i don't know what i'm gonna need and i want everything just right. in and, case and, and as much as i would love all of that to happen like we i don't know what's gonna happen and, and I, yeah. I i honestly think like we're, it's going to be a completely new game, so nothing is transferring over. Like I don't. It's going to be like Destiny Two. Yeah, I, don't think, was lost. I don't think we're going to get a whole new game. I think it's going to be an update. I don't think that if they, because they had said they're sticking with this game for a very long time. If we end up having to abandon what we have now, that's like I can't even imagine how the core community is going to react. I love my interceptor. She's my baby. I've worked my ass off to get her where she is. And if I have to, like, abandon that, that's not going to sit well. I don't think you have to abandon it. Well, I just think the, everything that you know as the Interceptor, besides the way it looks, is going to be completely different. I mean, exactly. it has to be completely different. Uh, in order for the loot fixes to work, I mean, the whole system of your, besides the way your javelin looks, has to be completely different. It can still be an Interceptor. You can still have all, the, you know, the look and style, but the whole, you know, system of their weapons and gear pieces and, and everything else it all has to change uh, to go into a new system because they're, everything about their current system is broken. But my 600% so. plus melee. That's, and that, you know, my I'm 600%. Just, I hate to tell so you, do, it's, it's gone. My, my 600% so pickup radius that I really love. I, so. And and this is just real quick, JD. Like this is the big issue. If if they could have fixed a lot of these issues in the current code that they have, they would have they been would've. doing that. But Unless none of that is doing right now. But if but if they're doing that now, I would assume that they would want to release some of that to us as quality of life updates, right? But none of that has happened. So in my pessimistic mind, I'm like, okay, they they have to do something completely new. Because if they could do it, they would have been doing it because we've been yelling at them for so long to like to We have do mass it. deletion, though, at the end it, of a that mission. That is true. So, like, and that was pretty awesome. Yeah. At least we have that. And 100 plus more inventory. <laughs> There's something in there. We got so, some quality of life. I agree. Like, co co complex. I do, yes. I do have to ask, though. Like, you're all. So, Ooh, sorry, oh, you cut out. What did you say? Oh, I, I, I was saying that you're also a player. So, like, the idea of. A system already being in place and then just totally getting wiped and replaced by something either mildly or totally different and then also being compensated for it in a way that is helpful to players. It, like, isn't that something like we should kind of be used to at this point? Or, I mean, like, like they just did it with like the Melee 2.0 uh, system, didn't they? 
Yeah, but like Melee 2.0 happened in a way that made sense. Like my Orthos Prime build and everything like that was still very viable kind of thing, you know, like and then they gave make goods. They gave Forma, they gave all this other stuff. So it totally yeah. worked. So like if my if my interceptor stops being something that I can continually be melee heavy on, let's say, and I can't take my Deathstalker blades and have it make sense with the new overhaul that's when I think we're going to have big problems. But if they can make everything make sense from what we have now and just transfer it over to a 2.0, then yeah. Like, then then that's like, you know, Warframe-esque. Yeah. We're totally used to this kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think this is going to so work. Like, I think, the, you is, know... is the make goods, yeah. would the make goods be a good, like, stopgap then? Because... Yeah, it's going to, ha- like, depending on how much happens, there's going to have to be a lot. Like, the one thing that they're doing right with Warframe is that, like, when we got the 2.0 melee... There was a lot given to us to make that better. You know what I mean? Like to make that transition better. There were missions that we could do to test out our melee. We got Forma. We got just Forma in the mail. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot there to make that transition easier, especially if you've like Forma something like a hundred times. So there's going to have to be an equivalent of that for the current player base. Okay. In my opinion, at least like, I mean, Bioware can obviously do whatever they'd like, but. That's what I, I just, would like. Based upon their actions of, you know, we're just not going to talk to you guys or tell you what's going to happen. I don't see them. I mean, or like, okay, you, all your crystals are disappearing, you know, or this and that. It's like you work towards all these crystals you spend it or not. Or I could just see them say, hey, enjoy your javelins the way it is now. 2.0 is coming and everything's going to be different. But and, like the crystals make sense because it's a seasonal event. It's a seasonal currency. Yeah. But like my my point isn't it's like (laughs) here's the same currency every season but we're gonna for those of you actually played a lot we're just gonna that's weird i wish like season of skulls had been like a skull currency something like crystals make sense because they're they're lore based and like giving them to herschel there was an actual lore reason for it crystals now in season of skulls and ice tide makes zero sense it would have been better if it was like ice shards or like some kind of arcanist something yeah yeah, that's weird. Yeah, and I, I guess my big question that I still have for everyone is, where's our dang featured store new armor that we're supposed to get for this event that started four weeks ago? We got it data mined. It's the coolest <laughs> looking armor set for the Colossus that, hands down, I mean, I, if, I'm not a Colossus main, but I'll buy this thing for the Colossus because it looks amazing. I, I don't know if they're saving this so that like all their revenue can go into a new quarter. That's like my. That's like like. Why would you do this now? Because really, really, if like you want to get people excited, I mean, the Mass Effect armors got people, tons of people excited. I'm sure they made bank just because people wanted to dress as a Krogan for a while. Um, but like, if this is the event, give us the armor at the beginning of the event so we can be excited and we can wear it throughout the event. But there, I don't know if it's just not ready or if they're just saving it. Um, I'm not sure, but I really want it because that's. I want to dress up my digital doll. That's really all I want to do, and I want to do it with the new clothes that they're going to give us. To dress up as dolls. What and I don't. Say? I mean, that's the point, we didn't right? Get the um, we didn't get the new weapons and the cataclysm until the last couple weeks. It makes sense, but Bioware's quarter doesn't even end until the end of March. So their their quarter four, over. right? Right. So wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't do anything for them as far as like that goes? I'm, I just think that they're waiting because they want people to keep signing back in to check back kind of thing because those numbers look good. Um, yeah, so I just think they're, they're waiting and they want people to use to do everything while waiting. Yeah, but that, I don't know because then... There's just not much incentive to do everything while you're waiting. 
with nothing because, that you really look forward to. Because then just, you get your new you get your new clothes for your new for your doll, and then the event ends, and there's nothing new. So then, what do you do? You just I guess I'll come back later, and then you got your new clothes on. But anyway, um, hopefully that will be coming out soon. We're in week number four, so they said that during week number five, when everyone's back for holidays, they're going to give us another update with whoever won week two and three for the leaderboard. So congratulations to those people. Whenever that's going to happen, so <laughs> I mean it. Really, that's all we have going for us right now for for news anthem wise. Nothing new has changed. There hasn't been any big updates. Oh, we did get one of the new lore stories from I believe Karen Weeks released one today, and it's called Koroks in the Box, and it looks like it's a it's a long form poem. So not a story, but it's more of a poem. So go read that. That's on the EA um, website for Bioware. So I I really enjoy when they release that stuff. I enjoy reading more about the game. So hopefully they'll keep doing that and we'll get more stuff and hopefully it'll lead into whatever's coming next. Um, I hope you're right, Complex, that there is something. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll cross all the things that we can. So, um, but yeah, hopefully there'll be something coming up. I did have a quiz prepared, but I think we've we've taken up a lot of Complex's time and we really appreciate you coming on to the show. Hopefully Thank you we guys can... for having me. Yeah, hopefully we can do it again in the future. You can replace JD anytime. Um, you just let me know and we'll <laughs> replace JD oh. for a local Bioware expert. Um, but yeah, until next time, unless you guys have anything else you want to say, right. um, right. want to say thank you to all the people that are hanging out in chat on Mixer and on YouTube. We really appreciate our community. Um, you guys are the reason that we keep doing this because otherwise it wouldn't be as fun without people like Umbrella um, in the chat all the time talking to us. So the community is super important to us. We appreciate you guys a lot. Again, thanks, Complex, for coming on the show. Anytime. Um, Will you let people know that are still with us um, where they can find you, where they can follow you before we sign off? Absolutely. So I am on YouTube. It is Food Then Games. Twitter is also Food Then Games, as well as Twitch Food Then Games. I made it super easy. It's just Food Then Games. You'll find me. Perfect. (laughs) So until next time, there's a shaper storm on the horizon, and we'll see you on the other side. Peace. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at MLamson25, at Neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. <laughs>